da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. We are continuing a busy week here on the Bad About Movies podcast with another movie of the week. I am Kent, joined by Brian and Richard, my Mad About Movies cohorts, for another week of fantastic movie reviews. Yeah, that is uh, subjective, of course. Um, but the show is going to go on. We've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson at the helm of this movie of the week this week. Uh, he seems to be at the helm of everything. He's on morning shows. <laughs> he's doing a... Basically a movie a week at this rate, right? He's got another one coming out next week, I think. Um, I think Jumanji's still out in the theaters. <laughs> uh, and he's not slowing down anytime soon. So uh, it seems like every month or so here we get to dive into rock talk. And so for Richard and I, that means just talking about The Undertaker and The Rock rematch, hopefully happening at WrestleMania 35. And that'll yep. take us down a... We'll get at least 30 <laughs> minutes out of that. So have have... Have our hope our WWE fans are in the house tonight. Um, but we have a guest to join us for our review and movie news rumors rumblings this evening. Brian Gill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Sure. So this is one of our lovely VIPs whom we love more than our families. I think I speak for myself, but I'll speak yeah. for you guys as well. We all love them more than my family. Families. Definitely didn't spend four dollars a month on me growing up, <laughs> uh, which is. I mean, we're pretty cheap. That's all we require in life. Uh, this, our guest tonight, he is so gracious. Last week, he was supposed to be on our Quiet Place episode. So anyway, so our guest was was kind enough to move to another movie. And uh, and for some reason, pick this one. I don't know why you went from A Quiet Place to Rampage, but here we are. So our guest tonight is, uh, is Mr. Tim Eller. Tim, welcome, my friend. How's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Glad that you are here as well, and thanks again for uh, for all of your your uh, flexibility last week on the on the reschedule. That happens. We are Does glad indeed. to have you, though, nonetheless. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I was bummed we couldn't talk a quiet place. I was glad you guys seemed to enjoy it as much as I did, though. We yeah. we, we literally couldn't talk a, a quiet place because it was we had to be <laughs> silent for the review because it was. Was part of it, and uh, so you would just would have had to be sitting in silence for thirty five minutes for uh-huh. uh, for the review portion, which also, wouldn't have been worth your time anyway. Yeah, and uh, honestly, man, uh, the the not to spoil anything, but these kind of movies are often more fun episodes than really <laughs> good films like A Quiet Place. So you might have ended up uh, a more fortunate. Uh, granted, you did have to see this, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, maybe your podcast experience will be better than us just going, bye, it was so good. I liked it. You know, uh, you might uh, might have a little more positive pod experience. But let's talk some movie news, right? First, or do we want to interview our we want to interview our guest more? Uh, we need to ask him some important questions right off the top. Um, guest, have you seen Now You See Me? I have not. Uh, oh, good. Okay. That's a check. Well, that's a positive. Breeze right past that one. Uh, what about MacGruber? Yes, I saw MacGruber. Oh, yeah. When? I saw it opening night. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Dude, this guy's awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're a VIP I, so far. No. Don't whenever tell. You, 
McGruber, I get really fired up, and I'm like, God. <laughs> That's awesome. You and Richard were the two people that saw McGruber on opening night. It makes me happy. And Mullenhoff. Yeah, and Condor. Yeah. I and went McGruber. with two of my friends, and I think we were three of five people in the theater. <laughs> but we loved it. <laughs> Gosh. And again, we say this every time, but man, Forte and, and the whole and Paramount, everybody, they are super missing out not having McGruber on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like some. Some streaming site. I just I feel like it is begging to be the cult classic that it truly is, and and they it's just it's hard to see it. It's hard to it see is, it. Got to get that fixed. It is streaming on Office three sixty five. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, on the Microsoft Word. Everyone's getting into the content play now, so <laughs> the online Microsoft Word you can stream McGruber, um, and eight heads in a duffel bag. So that's that's, that's exclusive. That freaking yeah, that freaking paperclip keeps popping up though. That's the main problem. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. yeah, he's Shut like, up, you want to you want to watch a show while you? Who <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're trying to watch MacGruber? <laughs> yes, I am trying to watch MacGruber. Clippy, keep your eyebrows no, to yourself, <laughs> dude. I was part of my job in real life is is I sell a software solution, and sometimes I have to install said software solution onto people's computers. And I was doing that, and Clippy came up. This oh. is like four months ago, and I was like. The industry in which I deal with is uh, sometimes people don't update their systems for, I don't know, 25 years. And <laughs> Clippy popped up and was like, I see you're trying to install this. Oh, I was like, oh, no. Man, that's amazing. That is the ori- amazing. The original Siri, by the way. <laughs> yes. Well, um, we got some movie news, rumors, and rumblings to discuss uh, before we talk Rampage. Uh, we might just... How about we just take up the entire Rampage review portion with uh, movie news, rumors, rumblings? Will anybody be opposed to that? Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, we, will, we will talk Rampage here in a little bit. But um, some follow-up on Quiet Place. Uh, doing quite well still at the box office, but Rampage did win the weekend. I was a little surprised by that. I thought the word of mouth of the Quiet Place or a Quiet Place would propel it past rampage only a 30 million dollar pool for rampage um mm-hmm. thought it would at least have 30 for uh for a quiet place but um strong showing nonetheless and uh blumhouse's truth or dare third place uh in the domestic box office this past weekend so it, lo- it seems like and we predicted this a couple of weeks ago that uh the word of mouth buzz is kind of being taken away from Ready Player One and applied to A Quiet Place, and that seems to be the event kind of movie out right now. Uh, I think Ready Player One would have had better legs had A Quiet Place not been such a random success and everybody's talking sure. about it and definitely. everything. So it's going to have definitely hurt the overall pool for that. But um want to follow up that conversation with uh, some news on John Krasinski and his next project, okay. which is – I'm listening, um, yes. He has optioned a script or a spec mm-hmm. script um, from the same producers as A Quiet Place. So Michael Bay and company uh, is attached to produce. He's going to direct, and it's called Life on Mars. And uh, the plot synopsis is about a woman on a like a ex- like a expedition to Mars or a Mars colony of some kind, and she basically discovers that she can breathe on Mars or live on Mars. Uh, and some kind of ability that she has or some, some that's the only thing that's been really said so far is about this 
woman who can I've, live on I've, Mars. I haven't read it. I don't know film, what it is. I've heard that film is a saddening bore, and I actually I read that it's actually about sailors fighting in the dance hall, and then like these cavemen going in the freakiest show, right, Kent? Come oh, on, yeah. tell me you get that reference. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Life on Mars, David Bowie, where he says, but the film is a Saturday I didn't have the uh, lyrics memorized. I apologize for that one. Come but on, uh, dude. Let me Count on you for this. Come on. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, it seems to be an interesting premise. He's going to sci-fi, it seems, maybe thriller-esque mm. sci-fi, and maybe a little bit more family-oriented, uh, just kind of like A Quiet Place was. Uh, so... It seems to be he's working toward his strengths, but also doing something I didn't think he would do, which is something in space at this point. But uh, he's been unpredictable now, and I, I, I'm at the point where I'll look forward to anything he does. It doesn't say whether he's attached a star on it, but he is directing. So it looks like he's going down the path of, I want to I want to really see what I can do behind the camera, which is really exciting. What are y'all's thoughts on this uh, this announcement? I mean, it's, Can't wait, man. Yeah, yeah he's proven... He, you know, the the curse is still a little scary, but if he get pulls this one off, then I think the curse is officially gone. Yeah, that property sounds awesome. I mean, that sounds something that's right up my alley. Um, and then if 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 this is truly the year that we have, we can shed the, the that Krasinski curse. Then gosh, I think that's I think that's an awesome property for him to do. And I think he maybe he's starting to get the eye for what the right sort of. Uh, sort of roles and and properties and stuff he needs to do uh to do because that if you just take the sensibilities of a quiet place and kind of um transfer them over to this this movie i that just the concept i think that is very fitting and it sounds like something that he uh he's he could he could definitely yeah. do. tim what about you man and if you want to if you want to throw us a, a a quick review on a quiet place or something like that you're welcome to, to jump in and, and add that as well since that's what you were trying to do last week yeah, cool. I um, I'm kind of all in with Krasinski at this point. I mean, I think coming in so strong with a Quiet Place, that being such a hard movie, like just a genre style to to actually have a successful hit on. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of thrills. I'm a huge fan of monster movies and stuff like that. So I was all in from the beginning. But it's kind of I don't know. It's it's I I don't want to compare him to early M Night Shyamalan. I don't want to compare anyone sure. to Shyamalan really, but when he came out with a sixth sense, it's like, okay, I don't know who this dude is, but I'm all in. And even though Krasinski has a, a name for himself, you know, obviously from the office and stuff like that. Um, it's so different from his persona on the office that I think that's what people are drawn to as well. And it's like, who's Jim Halpert making this amazing thriller about family with crazy aliens running around. Um, yeah. I think he's going to get a ton of support and yeah, just that concept about Mars. I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. That sounds great. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be high concept, kind of like A Quiet Place, where he just sort of read a synopsis and immediately in his brain sparked what he thought he could bring to the table in terms of bringing it to life. So I'm excited to see where they go. There's no writer attached at this point, I don't think, but uh, he has optioned the script and we'll pursue that as his next deal. So we have some follow-up to Ready Player One as well. Steven Spielberg is moving forward with the new Indiana Jones movie, uh, and he is moving forward with West Side Story, which he is casting mm. now, I believe, or finding the leads to that. But he has announced another movie that he is doing, and 
he will be directing and producing a DC Comics movie. Isn't this crazy? Oh, Did you guys see this? Uh, no. See this announcement? Uh-huh. This is literally breaking news uh, as, we, as we're speaking. Uh, Spielberg attached to direct DC Comics Black Hawk, which is a 1940s style Indiana Jones-esque type character from uh, Captain America, uh, the Rocketeer era kind of character that he will be uh, adapting for DC Comics. So really, we, we we talked in Ready Player One. Like, don't be surprised if he announces something random that he's just like, yeah, I think I'll do that. And he squeezes that in between what he's what he's working on now. And that seems to be the case here. No no uh, announcement on release date, I don't think. But David, David Kep, his uh, mm, frequent yeah. collaborator and uh, Jurassic Park pinner, or adapter mm-hmm. will be uh, doing yeah. the script for this. So once he finishes I'd that, say, I'm sure it'll be very stilted dialogue and, but very good on some <laughs> some thrilling action yeah. sequences and set pieces, which is David Kep's uh, specialty. And uh, it seems to be like it'll be in, in the vein of Raiders of the Lost Ark, if I was to guess. But uh, what mm-hmm. do you, what do you guys think? It's a Wonder Woman kind of spinoff. Apparently, the character is so maybe working cool. with yeah. that. But I'll say sub twenty percent chance this makes it to screen. With Spielberg. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Think somebody else directs it? Yeah, this is just reading. Literally, I did not know this news until just now. This is the, especially given what we know about Warner Brothers and and DC and whatnot. But I think just just reading this story and glancing over it, this seems like the type of movie that he says, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. And then doesn't come together the way he wants it to. And he he does that. That's a thing that he'll do. And, 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 boy. That I mean, Apparently, it sounds awesome. Like just reading over the the uh, the little blurb, like I'm like, man, that sounds really cool, and it sounds like something that he can he has an eye for, and he could definitely do. And David Kep doesn't worry me because David Kep is basically a, a screen doctor, like a glorified screen doctor. He just so it is what it is. But I just I I don't know. That sounds like something that he's like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. And then was like, eh, I don't know, not not awesome. Later, I'm with I'm with you, Richard. It's uh, they pitched it like uh, Warner Brothers is proud to partner again with Steven Spielberg after the mm-hmm. enormous mm-hmm. great experience we had in bringing Ready Player One to life. Like they're partnering up for now, or they're buddies because of uh, what they did with Ready Player One, which Spielberg said. I think we talked about it on the show that it was his the hardest movie he's ever done. He said out of you know. It, Jaws and Schindler's List and Ready Player One were like the three hardest movies he's ever had to do. And he said on in terms of difficulty that Ready Player One was an 18 and from a <laughs> 1 to 10. So I'm hesitant to say he's willing to jump right back into that, but maybe he looks at this like a return to the roots and, oh, I can shoot yeah. this for $5 million like I shot Raiders. And we're, we have practical stunts and guys swinging from ropes and – whatever LCG we need, but uh, maybe this is a more grassroots type superhero movie and less CG heavy and blown out Michael Bay or Zack Snyder esque type movie. So mm, maybe sure. that's what they want to bring is, is more of what wonder woman brought, which was a, a simpler time. And that Steven Spielberg brings us all back to a simpler time. That is for sure. <laughs> um, some casting news to hit real quick before we move on and talk rampage. Uh, we, we, Talked about it on Twitter at Mad About Movies. If you're not following us, follow us there. Um, rumored casting confirmed slash in talks. This is more of a rumbling department tonight. Um, 
we have confirmed Jessica Chastain for It Chapter 2 and uh, rumored James McAvoy and Bill Hader <laughs> It Chapter 2 um, mm. playing the two male leads and uh, she obviously playing the uh, the 20 years later versions of the kids. So that is uh, that's the rumor. I the first thing that jumps out is Bill Hader doing a horror movie. What's that going to be like? But uh, he seems to be a very versatile actor these days, and so that's an interesting and cool choice. Especially since Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things played the character in the first. It's a natural seems like a natural fit for uh, what it would be in later years. And uh, James McAvoy, I'm I'm pretty much all in on anything he he acts in. I, I think he brings a lot of versatility to the to the part and he's really good in split last year and that was a difficult role to pull off and he pulled it off so um so yeah i i i think this is a great choice i would have preferred amy adams for that role i think that was what was rumored at the time of that it dropped was that it was gonna be amy adams but jessica chastain seems to scoop up all the amy adams roles that she doesn't take and vice versa so uh it had to be a redhead i it's not a stereotype <laughs> like the character is redheaded so that that was the requirement that's why they're both their names came up not for any other reason but but yeah uh i'm excited about those rumors and definitely excited about chastain being being involved here what do you guys think about this brian well this is this enough to pull you to the theater bill Hader? Nah, of course not <laughs> of course not what? is that freaking clown still there of course okay then i'm out like no i Someday I'll watch it. I've rented it twice and then chicken out. I'm watching. I can't do it. Gosh, it freaks me out. That clown freaks me out so freaking much. Uh, so look, I think that's great casting. I love the idea of Hater in that role. I love Chastain. Who is the other guy that you mentioned? I'm sorry, I, I the block, blacked out. Yeah, McAvoy's hit or miss for me, but uh, Hater and, and Chastain are, are great. I think that's great casting. I've heard it is good. I just I can't. I don't know. I don't know. So one of these days, one of these days, but certainly not in a theater. There's no chance I'm going to see that in a theater. No way. Oh man. I thought that would be enough. I mean, you close your eyes during the clown and just, oh, when you hear dude. Bill Hader's voice, just open them up. With and, my and, luck, I'd probably end up in that 4k theater. I went to see a quiet place in and unknowingly <laughs> yeah. just like, Oh my God, <laughs> there's a clown under every seat. in this theater. <laughs> Pops out periodically. Yeah. Grabs your ankles. Yeah, uh, no. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna try and up the creepiness by tenfold in the second one too, right? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, it'll probably be worse, and it'll be way more disturbing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Richard, any thoughts on this? I think that's you can get get almost anybody for this, and it'll make money. It seems like, but the fact that they're getting these people excites me. Yeah, they seem like they know what they're doing with cool people, at least. Yeah. Who knows if they'll the script will be good or if they'll fit the roles, but it's like eh, at least they know cool people, so um, that get us excited and kind of uh, hype the film a couple years out. So um, that's that's exciting. Very good, good stuff. Okay, um, I want to mention a couple of trailers that I saw before uh, Rampage. Did you guys see any uh, see any new trailers this time around? We haven't talked about maybe. I got one in particular. I missed that I the trailers. I I got there like right at uh, thirty seconds after the movie started. So you, these will all be news to me. Wow, missed the most important part. Jeez, I find it to be a professional, Richard. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it was just uh, I was uh, I was uh, 
I was I had I was sniffing paint fumes out in the lobby. <laughs> Just like normal. Much, much, much better use of your time for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to miss the trailers though because I feel like there's like 19 trailers in front of movies. Why is that? Why isn't there three trailers and we get to see the movie? Why is it 14? I'm not even kidding, man. It's like man. You can, show up 20, lawn, guys. you can show up 25 minutes late to a movie and you're still watching tra- trailers. I just, it's unbelievable how much you're trying I, yeah. to advertise to people nowadays. Hey, dancing popcorn too is always important. Yeah, right. we need. I like how that hasn't changed for 20 years. Like, hey, it would be kind of cool. Make people think like we're like a cool theater. It would be like some dancing popcorn and snacks. You're like, no one likes this. Right. We definitely need. <laughs> Uh, a minute and a half. Of what work. is he, what even is a raisinette at this point? I don't I don't know. The, I always like the, on an airplane. Ever? On airplanes, it's like the ultimate. Be careful what you wish for because they used to do the. Uh, gosh, I hate the really boring uh, safety announcement thing. And then all the airlines were like, "Okay, <laughs> we'll make it fun." And everyone was like, "No, this is worse." <laughs> Please bring back the boring guy on the intercom. Please. <laughs> We definitely need a minute and a half of what kind of projector they're using in the theater. Like, I don't care what what cinema d- diamond technology presents. Like, I don't. No one cares. Just show the film, please. Thank you. Uh, Forty eight minutes of our time has been spent on trailers and, and look how loud project- these speakers can yeah. go. Oh yeah, all around uh, you. movie theater. I'd imagine pretty loud. Yeah. Okay. Um. So a couple of the theater, uh, I mean, a couple of the trailers that I saw for this, uh, first one was Venom, which I'm tired of that trailer um, already. Uh, we've talked about in the past already. Um, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Have you guys seen this trailer? The first yeah. time I'd seen it. Yeah, that's cool. Tim, what'd you think? I thought, uh, I mean, oh, Tim. It's okay. I, said Kent. I like I like the first one uh, kind of a lot, actually. And this one was okay, but then I mean the last scene kind of gets me with, the, with that game that he's playing with the milkshake and the pancakes. Yeah, yeah. If this is smart, they could do it very well uh, in terms of the internet. Uh, it reeks of kind of the emoji movie feel of we got to bring all yeah. of our memes to life. Yeah, <laughs> Chopping Rain guy was right. hyped for this exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it could be fun if it's if it's carefully yeah. thought out and not. Uh, not just a, an mailbox money. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I agree. I like the concept of it. I, I, I enjoyed the first record, Ralph. Did we do yeah, an episode on it? Was it right before we started? I think we did. It was before we started. Okay, it was, it was 2012. Yeah, it was right before we started. I like. That I love Racket Ralph. That's one of my favorite yeah. kid or recent animated. Yeah, 2012, November 2012. <laughs> Yeah, it's right before two months before we started. This yeah. does Coop is Coop a Wreck It Ralph guy? Yeah, I'm big big. Like he it, he'll watch. He watch. He, it's one of those that he watches like six times in five days, and then he won't watch it again for several weeks. But he, he gets really into it when he gets into it. We went to see Wreck It Ralph like as a group because that's what adults do is they go to see Disney movies as as a group. And right at I don't know maybe like five minutes left in the movie. Um, this kid that was sitting next to our friend Jason, Jason oh. and his wife, uh, like five minutes left in the movie, had just been stuffing his face with popcorn and candy the whole time. And <laughs> and he just like all of a sudden out of nowhere, just like 
so violently that I'm sure every single person in the theater heard it just yacked so hard and it's just everywhere. And suddenly that like our whole row just spills out, you know, towards <laughs> like what's happening right now. And then everybody, <laughs> Jason and, and his wife just, just evacuated the <laughs> the whole building just immediately. It was, it was actually an impressive amount of puke, but uh, I will, oh I'll never gosh. forget that experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So now every time we watch Wreck-It Ralph, it gets down to like that last couple minutes and I'm just like, all right, and here's where the kid puked. All right, good, good deal. <laughs> Another one, speaking of puke, that I saw uh, the trailer for The Spy Who Dumped Me. Did you guys see this? With How Mila is that not directed direct by Paul Feig? No. <laughs> no. Mila Kunis and uh, Kate McKinnon starring as spies of some uh, Austin Powers references and things saturday night live bits abound um what did you guys think of the of the this this seems to be something that could be a yeah a paul feig audience pleaser if that makes sense what a what do you guys think yeah that's about right <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm I surprised. I don't know bad, how big many like fans comes bad. bad whatever. Yeah, yeah, this needs to be a bad yeah. spies or something. Spy I haven't who, even watched the trailer yet. Spy Who Dumped Me is a terrible name, too. That's like <laughs> that's dumped on Netflix uh, quality movie title right there. Um, so, yeah. Parody, like, well, Austin Powers was parodying, you know, Spy Who Loved Me, and then they right. goes with, with Shag, and they're like, oh, we should do, instead of Shag, it's like they don't even know the original part. <laughs> they're already, they're yeah. you know, putting a hat on a joke in a dumb way. Um, yeah, I kind of rolled my eyes at that one. Still not convinced Kate McKinnon's a movie star can that nope. translates at all to the movies. So this is another voice, test for that. I always think she's the character. I've watched her be interviewed and she's same in this same goofy exact, way. Yes. Yes. And I'm wait, is she that's her voice? There's no yeah. way that someone talks like that actually. <laughs> like it's so weird to me. I had that exact same experience in that trailer. I was like, is she she doing a bit i don't i can't i I don't want to knock her it's just a i can't there's no separation to me between all of the characters she plays and and her as as a person at this point they're just the same thing i don't know it's sometimes that works in your favor i think and sometimes i think it does not and this is to me is a is a does not not think i mean are we I feel like we maybe are done with with Mila Kunis as a leading person. I don't know. This seems like it should have come out five years ago, at least. I don't know. But um, that's, that's me. You're saying Jupiter Ascending didn't help her career at all? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, is she a I space bought, werewolf? I bought no. all my stock no? after okay. that. Yeah, all of it. Uh, Bee, bees never. I heard Channing Tatum's wife cited that for their divorce proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Instead of irreconcilable difficulties, every says Jupiter ascending. Jupiter ascending yeah. <laughs> the judge is like, like oh, I just watched it. You're right. Stands <laughs> it all over. <laughs> uh, another trailer seems to be in the same realm of Rampage Skyscraper that we talked about, I think, already uh, at the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl. Saw that one. Uh, these are the ones I wanted to mention, too. Do you, have you seen this trailer? I'm sure you've seen it 50 times. Tag? Yeah, yeah. I've seen That's that. a bad trailer, man. That's yeah. a bad trailer. Not, uh, can't touch this by MC Hammer playing 
and uh, it feels like a trying to repeat the. It's like you're trying to mix dodgeball and the Hangover into one yeah, with the league. Yeah, with uh, the it's always sunny in Philadelphia aesthetic <laughs> or something. Yeah, the league is a good one too. Yeah, um, but it's based I mean, off a true story. Yeah, I, yeah. If you couldn't tell from the trailer; it is based off a true story. Is um, it okay? I missed that. Yeah, I missed it, that. It, I think it is. It, I think if you if it says in the trailer, um, I mean, could be funny has some funny people in it i'm saying this in like with question mark at the end of everything but uh <laughs> i don't even know why if, if ed helms is the star of your movie is is that really what you want yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know i that i was interested in this movie when they announced it because it did sound like a funny ish story or like something that could be done into a like a dramatic comedy or something like that and then the trailer i think that trailer is just just abysmal it's like rat race but uh with tag oh yeah so upset yeah don't you dare hey rat Rat race is better than anyone expected but i'm saying it's (laughs) it's 2018 and why are we bringing that back as a thing yeah it's i don't know it's a that's a very bad trailer to me and it with the exception of john ham whom i love I don't dislike anybody in that movie except for Red Holmes, but it it does seem like, for the most part, it's that seems like a movie that would star Jason Bateman, and Jason Bateman was like, "Nah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that." And so you just kind of exactly all right, uh, Jake Johnson. Can we get him? <laughs> you know, it just I don't know. It seems like everybody, maybe with the exception of John Hamm, is the third choice. On yeah, that yeah. Jake Johnson was definitely Charlie Day too. That was Charlie Day's <laughs> role, and he's like, "I'm doing pack rim too, man. Can't." Can't, can't do it. Jackknife. Uh, the only thing, the only time early days ever made me laugh. So, just want to put that up. Yeah. Can't. Can't. Uh, can't. Can't argue. Um. <laughs> so, tag saw that one, and one more I want to mention. The Meg. With, oh yes. With uh, oh, the giant, gosh. giant shark and Jason Statham, I'm all in for this. Like, yeah, yeah me too. Megalodon. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. This is the kind yeah. of movie I need to see in first week of August. <laughs> this is this gonna be fun. It's got a piranha Sharknado vibe. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it doesn't take itself yeah, too it serious. And it's Megalodon and Jason Statham. So that's really it. <laughs> really, um, all, all you're trying to, to sell. Yeah. And the poster's really cool. I don't know if y'all have seen that, but uh, really creepy. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this? On the, it seemed to like have a self aware self awareness that uh, that you kind of look for in these kinds of movies. But uh, what do you guys think of the trailer, Brian? Will you will you see this one? Yeah, I'm in. I, sharks scare the crap out of me just in general. I don't go in the water, as you may well know. <laughs> uh, but I do enjoy that level of absurdity on a on a you know that kind of a movie. And I probably would be like. I'm not super interested in that. I know it's going to be very bad, but you add Statham and it's like, that might be very bad. And even still will be enjoyable because, because Jason Statham. So that'll be, I'm, I'm excited about, about the, the uh, foolishness of that movie. We have a guest booked already for that one. I had no idea what that movie even was. I don't know that. I can't remember the, the name of the guest off the top of my head, but he even asked about that one. I was like, sure, I guess. Apparently it's a series of books and the whole nine yards. So I'm, I'm very excited about about getting the backstory on the Meg. Very good. Could be a surprise hit if it's decent at all. It could be a sure. see that one could be a fun one. Okay, 
Let's uh, move on, guys, and discuss Rampage. It seems like only yesterday we were talking about The Rock and a big budget disaster movie where buildings are falling down and he's running and flying and holding on to grenade launchers and blasting them at things. It, yeah, you don't know if I'm talking about San Andreas or Fast and Furious or Jumanji. It seems to all be one giant Dwayne The Rock Johnson blur at this point, but not to say that's a bad thing. He knows what he does and he does it well. And he partners with people that know how to show him doing that stuff well. And it seems to have worked pretty well up to this point. Um, I mean, he might be the, the greatest action star of our time. <laughs> is he? Is he better than Schwarzenegger now? I mean, this guy is he's really kind of unstoppable. I mean, he does movies like this that are not as highbrow as some of his other stuff. Or as respected or well-liked, you know, globally or whatever. But, I mean, Rampage, he said, was his biggest opening ever overseas. <laughs> so he seems to continually top himself. You know, for every Baywatch he does, he has he has a number one movie. So, you know, you can't really knock the guy how personal he is and personable and the way he uses social media and his attire. <laughs> People are rallying for him to run for president even you know it's gotten that crazy but uh i really enjoy every time i go and see a movie with the rock i know i'm gonna at least enjoy that part of it or what he brings to the table which is usually a lot these days considering how much he uh, charges he's the highest paid actor i believe uh in hollywood or highest grossing for that matter but um but yeah this was mediocre rock fair in terms of his credentials it's not uh not anything special. Um, certainly was better than it probably should have been in terms of watchability. I mean, this should have been four hours long or overstuffed, but it felt like it kind of knew what it was trying to do and did it and got out and we all moved on with our lives, which is fine. Um, I don't know if I want to see any more video games turned into movies. This is probably as good as they're ever going to be was this movie, but is that good? You know? Um, and I'm just tired of going down this road unless it's obviously you haven't seen Doom, way. bro. Yeah, with the no, I have. Well. No, I have seen. I've seen Doom. <laughs> um, but I mean, just thinking about like you know Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed and all these, I just don't. I just don't care anymore. I don't pixels, right? Uh, I just can't. I can't do it. But um, yeah, this was about as mediocre as mediocre gets. So that's my general thoughts. But we're gonna get specific here later. Guess Tim. Thoughts on Rampage? Yeah. Um, when I saw the, the the first trailer for it that came out, I think, fall of last year, uh, that was right around the time I got Movie Pass 2. Uh, I was at work and watched it with some friends, and I turned to them and said, yep, that's a, that's a reason I got Movie Pass right there. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, yeah, it. Uh, you, know what, you know what you're going in. Or you should know what you're getting yourself into uh, sure. if you're getting a ticket for that movie. Um, I I think I see kind of where you're going with this, and maybe I'm hopefully not going to put my foot in my mouth here. I was surprised though, at just how watchable it was. Like it, I think it definitely was maybe a little slightly aware of what it was, but um, 
I wasn't as bored as I thought I was going to be. Mm. Um, it, it definitely flew. It was in and out. It was really quick. Uh, it probably could have been shorter too. Um, and you know, maybe it's shortening. It would have made it actually even slightly better, but, uh, yeah, just cut out the filler and give us what we want. But anyways, yeah. Um, a dumb popcorn movie. It, it, it's it's very mediocre. Uh, I feel like this is a movie that like uh, a bunch of kids would try and convince their parents to rent for the sleepover, and the parents would be like, "Well, I don't know. I haven't heard too many good things about it." And the kids are super amped, and then mm-hmm. they watch it and love it. Um, That's how I was with Showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Verhoeven filmography. Really. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just yeah, you 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 got to know what you're paying for when you go to or even when, or you got to know what you're paying for when you're seeing a movie like this and it's yeah, mediocre. If you go in expecting mediocre, you're going to come out and be like, "Yeah, that was mediocre." All right, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, it's super forgettable. I I found it annoying in a weird way. I I I thought the self-awareness like to me it's no longer enough to be self-aware it's like to me it's like an easy thing to do now it's like if we make a crappy four out of ten uh action movie but we kind of get the joke then all of a sudden it's a nine out of ten and like the first time that happened that was awesome it was like the rundown or something also with the rock but like 15 years later i'm just kind of tired of it's just not enough and it's just that seems not creative to me and to me this just felt like such a kind of corporately made kind of soulless movie and sure it was entertaining but i found it vapidist really more annoying than i normally do maybe i was just in a bad mood when i saw it saw it or something a movie pass certainly helped shout out to those guys because i didn't have to put up cash for it you're right it is a good you know it used to be like the airplane movie thing now it's like the movie pass movie thing um or cable movie uh but this like it annoyed me more than it probably i was more annoyed by this than i thought it would be i kind of had the opposite experience than, than you and Ken. Brian, what about you? I'm probably a little closer to you, Richard, than than uh, Kent and Tim. I And I, I should say, like, I think maybe Tomb Raider played into that a little bit, because Tomb Raider was one that, that I super did not expect to even remotely enjoy at all, and came out thinking, you know, that whole a cinematic universe in Tomb Raider doesn't sound awful anymore, and I'm I thought it was pretty entertaining and pretty well done and then this so maybe that kind of inflated because i've always had a very standing a standing uh concept with with uh video game movies that they're all going to be terrible and have yet to be proven wrong and then tomb raider was like that was kind of fun and i feel like it's in a good place to make a a sequel that's actually good your suit larry movie was great (laughs) as i've said many times before uh we probably won't get this right until we do uh, Earthworm Jim, but it, you know, it, it. So I think maybe, maybe I expected it to be a little. And The Rock, The Rock certainly, The Rock has just reached this this kind of place where he makes bad movies fun, at least if not good, and he makes uh, movies that are dumb and over the top, even more dumb and over the top, and then in doing so makes them good in a way, and and certainly far more enjoyable so like he's just been on a really good run baywatch aside which i feel like we could all just say that was a that was kind of a, a krasinski move of like that sounds like a great idea on paper in a post 
21 Jump Street world and it just just forgot to be funny and we can all forgive. Certainly we can forgive The Rock, maybe not the writer and director, but um, we can forgive Dwayne The Rock Johnson for that. But he's just kind of been on a run that I felt like was going to carry on for for years and and years and years and years and I I really had to fight through the movie. It's it's not as bad, I guess, as 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 I'm going to make it out to be, but it was not an easy watch for me. I I don't know. 10 15 minutes in, I was checking the watch and on a I mean the movie's like an hour and a half long and it's a video game movie. That that just shouldn't ever happen. I I'm with you Richard in that it felt extremely streamlined from a, like a corporate angle and I don't I don't know. Like I don't really care about that stuff typically. I'm team Disney and and corporation. I don't I don't really care. I feel like there's but this was one where it was like man there was no way that this movie was ever going to be genuinely good, right? And that and so that's fine. We can accept that. You can still have a lot of fun at a movie that isn't, you know, objectively good. I just, gosh, could we get like 10% effort from anybody who is not The Rock or uh, Naomi Harris? I, I thought tried hard. I, I don't know. You just, to me, it was like there's a lot of stuff working here that, um, that you could do something with and it could be fun and stupid and over the top and, and instead, like, you know, the graphics look, the, the CGI looked pretty good, decent enough for all things considered. But I, I just, I could not believe how bad the scripting was. And I'm, again, I say that as somebody who was not expecting much from the movie. It just, it just felt like um, if you just could have put like any effort into writing dialogue or casting somebody who's not the the uh the guy from the last season of the office i don't know that was brutal in that jake lacy in that role i just yeah. good gracious that entire that brutal the the oh. uh malin ackerman and him as like team oh. rocket from the pokemon series oh, was gosh. horrible those are like the oh, worst bad. villains like if that whole entire Rob thing should terrible. have been erased from the from the movie yeah. it should have just been like oh well this Experiment gone wrong made our animals huge. Now they're taking yeah. over the world, and we got to stop yeah. it. Is it. Why? Man. I don't know why they had to have all that crap. His next I, role I, is I in another Johnny English movie, and, it, and it was such oh, a it was Ugh. such a parody that like didn't Malin Ackerman her character even have like a pet rat in the movie, like a menacing pet? You know, it got to that. Like we're doing Doctor Claw from uh, Inspector oh, yeah. Gadget level villains in these now. Right. You know, like we're, we're putting no thought into making this original or unique at all anymore. Right. It, I mean, it's a parody of it, of itself. It really it is. is. I mean, this, it is. this movie should have just been more rampaging, right? It should have been more of the sure. characters sure. fighting each other or, or taking over the world or whatever they're doing. Um, there was way too much talking, but I thought the, the scenes with the monsters, I thought those were pretty well done. And they're, they're fine, but there wasn't enough of it. And, um, that's really what the bread and butter of this movie should have been was those scenes, which it is, but it should have been more of that. It it didn't really know what it was of that. It wasn't totally consistent throughout, if that makes sense. But, uh, this happens a lot with this kind of movie with the, with the dumb throwaway action movie, whether it's video game based or not, doesn't really matter. But (sighs) 
it's like you go in with this idea of, well, this is going to be dumb and stupid and over the top. So we can just kind of, we can play it for fun and do ridiculous things with it. And that's fine. And that can work. It doesn't work when you make, if, if you're going to play the villain, if you're going to have a villain. You can't have that, that character or those characters in this case to me. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. But like it, it, it comes when the villain is so cringy as both, Ackerman and, and Lacey are, and I like Malin Ackerman just in general, but gosh, it was painful to watch. It just, I don't know, it delegitimizes literally anything that you can do with the quote-unquote the plot. And and to your point, can't, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go that route, if you're just gonna, if you're not gonna concern yourself with how the plot works and you're, mm-hmm. you're got these villains that are just embarrassing to everybody involved, then just cut them and make it the freaking gorilla and the crocodile and the wolf and just let's and and the army you know like that's yeah, all they could have written could have rewritten it to where Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character is the villain oh, at the gosh. end or hit the twist is oh sorry thought I was helping you but I'm not and that's yeah. that's the whole thing <laughs> yeah that should and, that, yeah. that seems like that's what they were going for but then when that doesn't happen in the movie and right uh, I guess. We can't really spoil this movie. It's about no it's, spoilers. Go, go it's about apes and and crocodiles fighting each other. <laughs> that's the movie. Okay. Right. Um, when that's not the reveal at the end, when it turns out no, he really is a good guy, and you're kind of waiting for that twist. It's like, why was he in the mm-hmm. movie? We could just move move wow. on move on from this. Um, yeah, it seemed like a I giant power struggle about... be- between yeah, I totally male agree. characters the entire time on who was the most yeah. beefy and powerful guy right. having right. these one-on-one face-offs with each other the whole time i mean just i don't know to be yeah. how do y'all i just this is a total aside and we can move on but i want to ask how, how do you guys feel about jeffrey dean morgan just in general um, uh not a huge fan of anything ever it, wasn't he in i don't watch walking dead or anything yeah watchman he was the That's comedian fine. right yeah yeah fine in that yeah. i guess but tim do you have tim you got an, you got an um, opinion on jeffrey I don't know. I, I can take him or leave him. Uh, I think he has some stuff where he's he's good and believable, but yeah, you know, then he's just chewing up dialogue on The Walking Dead, which <laughs> is pretty unbearable. And I hate him. I hate that Campbell. No, like, <laughs> he's doing like a. That's part of. That's one of the, everything he does. This is my opinion, and I, it's not just this movie. This movie, it's like. It's so throwaway. He's so throwaway that you can't come away and be like, I base all of my my Jeffrey Dean Morgan opinions on that movie. But like every movie, TV show, whatever he's in, I know people and I know there are people who really, really love him. I, I don't freaking get it. I don't I don't hate him the way I hate like John Travolta, but I don't understand what his appeal is. And it it just seems to me like everything he's doing is an impression of something else or of, or of someone yeah. else. And, 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 and the lowest rent version of that. I, I don't know why I need him pretending to be a cowboy from like <laughs> Texas. Like, I'm like, dude, you're from Seattle. I don't, I, that just didn't, I don't know. I don't, why did, why did we, why was that the interpretation on the character? I don't know. I have no familiarity with this, this video game. So maybe there's some like, cowboy character running around in Rampage, the video game. I don't know. It certainly did not work for me on on the screen. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with anytime he shows up in a movie or TV show. I'm just like, well, this got 12% worse just by him being in it to me. Yeah, I totally agree there. Okay, so 
talk about bad scripting. Um, wasn't the the government project or the secret project? Was it Project CRISPR? C R I S P R CRISPR? Is that what they came <laughs> yeah. up with? Like, yeah. what, what is that? I don't know what that is, but they could have could have came up with a. It's like Project Toaster. No, oh, that sounds really. Uh, like a, I don't know. This is a very bad CRISPR. Uh, can can you get over that? Uh, we have the test subject in space. Uh, there's a pretty genuine scene with the rock and George where he's laughing at him and they're joking around kind of in the beginning bonding. So I thought that was a pretty effective CG moment there. Um, and then we have some meteors falling with the spaceship falling in the most convenient places in history. Like how does a meteor fall in a pack of wolves? Like <laughs> Florida Everglades and it like hits into a, it like smashes into like literally into a crocodile. <laughs> so the three places that it landed was in a pack of wolves in a zoo, like in the cage of the zoo and uh, in a, in a crocodile's mouth, apparently. So <laughs> it's a pretty accurate <laughs> shot there from outer space with the, with the can. Did they, um, did they ever explain why they were in space either? They were experimenting <laughs> in space. Like you would experiment like, uh, I don't know because they couldn't experiment on Earth. I don't know why they had to be in space. That's a good point. I guess I found it. I guess I thought in the time like it's a you're sending a, a monkey to the moon kind of scenario, but I don't know why yeah. they had to have rats yeah. in space doing rat experiments. Giant rat. Just had, I don't know. Look, look. If you've got Wendy Peppercorn, you've got to get her in her in your movie. Yeah. You know, like just that's just how it works. That's a rule that we all live by, and that's that's fine. I understand. Uh, I don't know. Flying wolf, <laughs> porcupine thing. It was fine. I like, feel like that so, should be the blurb for the poster. Is just can't be like. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Flying wolf, porcupine. Like these are things I found myself in this movie. Okay, this defines this movie. I found myself saying, "I'd rather be watching Kong Skull Island right now." And if I'm saying that. <laughs> How good is this movie? If if by comparison, Kong Skull Island is a yeah. vastly superior experience to this, that I would leave the theater and if you're like, you can leave now and come watch Kong Skull Island. I'm like, where do I leave? What? You're showing it in John Goodman or? Yeah. Um, so that's just what I was comparing it to. I mean, it reminds me of San Andreas. Like, yeah, this is watchable and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to off myself like I do during a, a Transformers movie or something, just in terms of how to, an abomination of cinema it was. Um, but is that a good thing? I mean, like when we talked about Transformers, it's like, man, if they just shot this like a normal movie, I could watch this thing and be okay. Like, I feel like that's what these movies and this director have has figured out. Like, I can do these big, dumb movies, but if I just shoot them kind of straight down the middle and don't try to do shaky cam all the time or super huge third act CGI fest in your face, then people will accept it and it'll be a more passable experience than, uh, than a Warcraft movie or, uh, I don't know. I, I use that (laughs) example. That's not, that's not a good example, but you know what I mean? Whenever you, whenever you drop that example though, and I'm at work listening, I let out an audible, (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh! I didn't. I still have not seen uh, what I have seen of it. I saw on a plane, so I can't say I was uh, fully attentive <laughs> during my experience. But Brian saw it in the theater and and really enjoyed it. I thought. 
three times. Yeah. Right? You saw it three times. <laughs> well, look, as I've said many times before, and you, I don't feel like you can take this away from Warcraft. It is the best movie featuring Paula Patton in like totally green in total green body paint. That's the best movie that features her in that kind of role. You can't take it away from him. You know, no, I mean, is, look. That's- you set out, you have goals when you set out to make a movie, and that was one of the goals that he set out to make, and he hit it. He hit that out of the park. Uh, so is The Rock basically MacGruber in this movie? Let me figure <laughs> that out. Four-time Medal of yeah, Honor the, the, recipient, no, former tight end. He got cut. He was the last cut at UTEP. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> make the team that. at UTEP. That's the difference. Okay. Very similar. <laughs> what they're trying to go for there is very funny. I kept making that comparison um in my mind some bad lines like the car car ahead of me just exploded um that was bad let me see this is basically an ad for the new bronco which looks awesome by the way i want a new best part of the movie by far (laughs) oh a new bronco bronco i have a bronco keychain still white bronco keychain on my keys just always whenever i exactly man and uh Hey, did you guys? Uh, did you guys? It's like notice... OJ, I'm also innocent. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know? Notice anything weird during like the after the plane crash when they're parachuting down with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and the Rock Snakes at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked really weird. Yes, oh, I, I also noticed that, and I was like, very was concerned. Just, yeah. Was it just straight CG, or was it? <laughs> it looked so weird. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, what? I saw it with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I was like, "What just happened to him?" And then The Rock immediately after, I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, what?" I was, "What's going we were on right losing now?" Losing it. Me and my buddy were, we were dying. Like I didn't <laughs> understand what was happening. It was like a, a weird fish lens, camera filter, but I don't know. It, it was so funny yeah. though. I was dying. Funniest part of the movie, right there. <laughs> I like the set piece of the the ape going nuts in the plane. And mm. that whole thing going down like it did. I thought that was a good setup. It felt like a King Kong, like what should happen in a King Kong movie. Like when they take King Kong from Skull Island before they get it to New York, like what's that trip like, right? Yeah. Uh, that that was a really cool sequence there. Um, I got to say, I kind of like the giant croc. I'm not going to lie. I like the design. I like the teeth. Like it, when it opened its mouth, it was just full of teeth and everything. I thought it was menacing. Kind of Godzilla kaiju esque creature wasn't really down with the porcupine flying wolf thing. I know that's a big part of the games and everything. You got to have those characters, but uh, didn't know if the interpretation really met the screen that well. I mean, it was a little too on the nose. We talk about having self awareness a lot in these types of movies, but when you go to the to the links of having the actual rampage game, like in the bosses or in the villains office, right? Didn't they, they have the actual oh, yeah. game in there? Like it's one thing to say, calling it project rampage or whatever, have the connection, but um, it was a little too, this is a video game movie uh, to, to have the actual console in there was a little too much. Maybe they were just big fans of the game and they wanted to create, create that world or something. That's what they were trying to say. I don't know. I'm thinking way too much into this. I fully, <laughs> fully. It was weird. That. It was weird that the arcade cabinet was in their office. Like, it would. I feel like it would have kind of been passable if it was somewhere else. But mm. in their office, like, okay, all right, we get it. <laughs> the right. video game movie, all right, exactly. And wasn't oh, there like, 
one of the code names is like RPG or something along the line, something like that. Just throwing some of the references nope. in there that were kind of uh, kind of cringy, kind of forced <laughs> Easter eggs. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember the game rampage, but it's not really a game. It's not like Pokemon where you do have that storyline and so much you can do with it. It seems like it's one that really should never be adapted into a movie ever. Unless yeah, yeah. The Rock's just like, I used to love Rampage, so I want to do a movie in Rampage. And then you make it happen based on the fact that The Rock wants to do it and he brings money. That's what it mm-hmm. more feels like. Like him <laughs> sure. and the director are on the side set of San Andreas. Like, man, I used to really love playing Rampage as a kid. Man, what if we made that into a movie? I'd do it <laughs> if you did it. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. Okay, I'm yeah. doing it then. Okay, if you do, I'll do it. Okay, I'm going to do it then. It was one of those, and then it actually did it, and we're just like <laughs> just ready to move on. Neither like, one would. Yeah. Neither one would back out. Neither yeah. one exactly. It's like <laughs> and um, like a fight in the NBA. They just keep going, circling each other, and finally they made this movie. I get it. Yeah, I like it. It's what it's what it feels like, honestly. Uh, it feels very yeah. formulaic, but. Um, in like I said, it's the rock doing what he does best. So I can't fault it for God rock. Why are you doing this? You know, because it's him being the rock and giving us everything he's known for. So, I mean, I'd like for him to do more highbrow stuff, but I was a little mad. He didn't rock bottom anybody in this movie though. (laughs) There was one people's elbow though. It was an Easter egg, but he did (laughs) a couple people's elbows in there. Uh, what else? What else? Um, big Naomi Harris, big outer shirt offender in this movie. Just <laughs> rocking the outer shirt the entire time in a disastrous situation. Never once ditched the outer shirt. And that is a huge no, no in an action movie. Pet peeve. If I make an action movie someday, first scene is the guy ripping the outer shirt off being like, I don't need this stupid thing. And everyone cheers in the audience. Like, yes, we don't have to deal with that but yeah big big time offender there um there's a folder seat scene here too i think with uh project <laughs> rampage or whatever it is um very formulaic cliche and that's what i expected here um reminded me of gi joe yeah same here <laughs> the tone is like okay yeah this is a movie but who cares yeah, we remember our youth, but we don't need to be reminded of it in this way. Let's just right. let's just let's make a documentary on Rampage the game. Like that, can't we just do that? And yeah. every person that grew up loving Rampage can appreciate it, and we can move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, just I just wish I don't know. It it bums me out when you take a movie. It it just seems like somebody in a in a boardroom was like, this movie will make. million worldwide and we'll get to make a movie with The Rock. Okay, cool. And there's just nothing else uh, put into it. I just, I don't know. I didn't, I certainly didn't expect this to be a great movie. I don't need you to bring in freaking Aaron Sorkin or something to, to write the script for this, but like, just, just put in like a little bit of effort, just a little bit of effort would have made this. I don't know. It would be, if it was 10% less eye rolly, if the, if you cut out, plop from the office or some just something to make it a less little plop, bit for sure you know, a little less plop. Wait, which one is he i can't remember regardless it's it's uh just i don't know that and that always offended like i come away feeling like like you just made the video game version of the twilight movies instead of 
anything else, like <laughs> just anything else, just try, just have a little bit of effort in there would have made it a B plus, you know, or a B or a B minus. anything that would have been like, that was fine. I didn't hate that because there's, there's chunks that aren't, that are fine. But it, for me, every time I got to a place where it was like, Oh, this is, this is starting to roll. It's fine. I'm, I'm not hating this. Then I would get three lines of dialogue that made me want to just peel my ears off, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't understand that, that type of uh, filmmaking, quote unquote. It almost kind of seems like they wanted to make just a, a monster in a city movie, mm-hmm. which I can get down with a monster movie for sure. But then I don't know. The studio was like, no, you have to tie it to something like tie it sure. to an existing property. Yeah, and sure. you, you talk to somebody who likes video games about rampage and this is as much as you'll get. Oh yeah. I played rampage. All right. Moving on. Yeah, you know, it's sure. not, it, I don't want to say it's not beloved, but you know, it's, it's not talked about. It's, and it's not, yeah, it's that, that nostalgic trip that you don't need to visit. You really don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, aren't there other video games that if you're going to go down this road, a lot more people would be, like, if they made a Legends of Zelda movie, like a three-part trilogy or something like that, don't you think more people would be stoked about that than Rampage? Like, if we're looking, <laughs> no, to, if we're yeah. looking to re- or cash in on these video game properties let's freaking cash in on these video game properties why are we why are we pulling from the well and rampage is what we come out with you know yeah. i don't it's just like there's so much more you can do and, again yeah, again leisure suit larry is just sitting there <laughs> exactly <laughs> but to that point the fact that nobody's done a halo movie just blows my yeah, mind yeah they've tried yeah. to do it several times i think yeah. jackson's tried to do it that didn't end up becoming district nine like him and mm-hmm. Neil yeah, Blomkamp yeah. were working on it together. Yeah. yeah, Alex Garland was tied to it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Still was J.J. Uh, Abrams, wasn't he? Uh, or Spielberg or somebody? Um, Sp- Portal Spielberg is- was, and then he did. Uh, Spielberg did like this this short for for like leading up to one of the games. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know J.J. Abrams has had the rights to Portal and Half Life for a long time. So those have never come to fruition either. But Portal could be a really cool movie if done correctly. But I just think there are there are better properties to pull from. I don't. I saw a recent announcement that they're doing Call of Duty for a movie, and to me, that's that you're asking to miss because no, yeah. nothing that that movie can bring can replicate the experience of playing Call of Duty. Right? Like you're yeah. in the battle, you're shooting the gun. I mean, <laughs> it's just going to be a long like title sequence essentially right for call of duty is what you're gonna go why i don't see how that can be better than what the video game brought so i guess i understand why you're converting a 2d game into a 3d movie that's a little bit different than what you were getting but uh you know why haven't they done donkey kong why haven't they done (laughs) why why haven't they tried to do another super mario brothers that's not ridiculous like that for last one was it's more lego movie-esque or something you know i think they are doing a sonic movie uh very soon in animation or something but i'm just saying uh i'm done with video game movies but if you're gonna do them at least make them ones people care about or want to see um that might be all i have for this man i like the monster movie stuff i i'm a sucker for monsters and pacific rim and godzilla and king kong and all that and this was kind of a mixture of it all in one wasn't particularly better than any of those but a little bit worse and all three of them put together got very dusty at the in the last it was very gray 
a lot of a lot of smoke and dust flying around, and it was kind of hard to watch uh, in, in, in at the end. But, uh, but yeah, very very unmemorable. I, I barely remember anything to be honest, and it was two days ago. So uh, that's kind of all I got. <laughs> all I got on this one. I'm like, I can grade it out now. If you guys any other thoughts, closing thoughts, things you wrote down in your uh, in your notes? Sure, my notebook on Rampage would be quite the. Quite the uh, the yeah, my dossier, here. my rampage dossier. <laughs> I keep mine in the file just for you, Ken. How convenient <laughs> was the? Uh, how convenient was the? Oh, we implanted this thing where they get this <laughs> radio signal that they can be drawn to this one place in the city. Like, how do you get all the rampage animals yeah. in one place? Yeah. They have they have a MacGuffin of right. Oh, yeah, beacon. you remember a couple years ago when every. Every blockbuster movie got in trouble for quote unquote destruction porn because like every yeah. city was just getting wrecked. Um, I don't think that the makers of Rampage got the note. Like there are so <laughs> yeah. many, like kind of gruesome. De- it's not oh, like, just that the buildings are being destroyed. Like when they I mean, comes Ackerman, out of the water and they have the yeah, yeah the there's, cruise ship there's, like tips the ferry yeah, like tips over and it's just on like, it. Yeah. On, yeah, everybody it's, drowned. It's, like literally the, everybody the, just the, died. <laughs> the death toll in this movie yeah. is really high for. A very dumb video game movie about a giant gorilla. You know, it's like I I don't know. Maybe we maybe could have scaled it, but like not make as many of the deaths so uh, like on screen. I don't know. It might have been a better choice, but I almost took my kid to see this because I was like, I've got a. I have to find time to get it in, and there's just I don't know. This it was so hard to find two hours to see this movie, and I was like, well, I could take him. He'd probably like the gorilla and everything. And I am so glad I didn't because it's it was way darker than I expected. I'm glad that I that I kept him away from that. I don't think he would be sleeping right now if if I'd taken him to see this movie. I don't know. Well, there was a cool shot of remember the jet flying over and the Chris uh, Croc like bites the jet as it's flying over and like grabs the <laughs> cockpit of the of the plane. And you think the jet's going to keep flying, but the croc just rips the guy out of the cockpit and like flings him. Yeah, it gets yeah, super yeah. violent. You're like, whoa, that just happened <laughs> in a PG-13. Yeah. It, it could have been yeah. rated R, I got to say, man. Like even in that first sequence in space, like there's like floating arms and heads yeah. like, floating around. Yeah. Like, this is pretty dark. There, there was a, on my row in the theater, there was two kids that were sub six that were in the in like Coop's age uh, in the theater. Oh, and geez. I felt bad for their parents, but um, yeah, whatever. Um, any other thoughts, uh, Tim, Richard, on this? I'm all set. Tim, you have anything? No, we've we've scraped the bottom of the barrel. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Spent way Speaking too much of time. Speaking of barrel, why not a Donkey Kong movie before this? That's what I was yeah. saying, man. It could work. All right. Um, I'm going to give this a... Um, D, I guess it's not an F minus minus minus, <laughs> but uh, not not a passing grade either. So D, Brian. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I'll give it. I will go slightly above you and just go with a a D. Probably means that the movie is in the, the ten worst of the year when we're all done. And I, I don't know that it's <laughs> little quite that bad, but. The Rock is okay. I did enjoy. I will say, I I semi enjoyed, or at least like passably enjoyed, the the interactions between The Rock and George the Gorilla. I thought there was not near as funny as the uh, as the writer and director thought it was, but it it was you know it was relatively 
entertaining, if nothing else. And I think that that plus just The Rock kind of saves it from being a complete miss to me, like a total, total miss, like a Baywatch miss. But it's not good at all and not nearly as fun and throwaway stupid as it as it should have been. I, I'll go I'll go C minus. Uh, uh, Richard, what about you? I'm going to go D minus for this. I was a little lower than than you guys. I think I was pretty much in excruciating pain most of this for some reason. I don't know what we do. <laughs> Sam, what about you? Um, I'd go C minus just because I think when the monster scenes happen, they they hit for me at least. I I enjoyed those sequences. Um, yeah, it's it's not great at all. It's not good at all. But it's yeah, it's not it's not an atrocity. It just it happened. All right, rampage <laughs> happened. Let's move on. You know. Yep, exactly. I I'll probably never think of this again. In the same way, I thought of it, San Andreas. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was okay. I'm probably never going to think of it again, and never going to see it again. And I still haven't. A few years later, so I, this is probably going to be the same. Okay, let's move on and hit those weekly recommends. Boom. Weekly recommends. Go ahead, uh, our guest this evening. If you've got to recommend, recommend whatever you want. Now's your time. Yeah, I don't know if this has been talked about in the... Actually, I don't know if you guys have recorded anything since this past weekend, but I started the new Lost in Space series on Netflix, and mm. I'm, I'm two episodes in, and I, I actually really am enjoying it so far. Um, nice. It's very fun. Um, it, it's... I don't want to say it's cringy, but they're very... I'm not familiar with Lost in Space at all. I remember seeing the movie when it came out and then forgetting it. No. Oh, sorry. Forgive <laughs> me. Forgive me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in this, they're, they're very they're very proud of their kids. and Yeah, I get it. <laughs> they're, very, they're very proud of their kids and, and their problem solving, and that can get a little tiresome, but I don't know. The set set design is actually really, really good in the show, but it's just got a kind of an old school feel. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're into sci-fi whatsoever, give this a shot. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I've watched uh, four episodes, I think, and I'm you. You, you were kind of hit the nail. There's some sp- There's some stuff in there that's not awesome, and, and it. I think. I don't know. I think a lot of these shows, Netflix, it's not just Netflix. It's all over the place. It's that there's so many shows out there. And we've talked about this ad nauseum. Part of the problem with that is not so much that there's just so much that you can't get to it all and everything becomes kind of niched. It's that, to me, <laughs> the main problem is that there's not enough good actors to go around. And so you get like the fourth cast member in a Netflix series 10 years ago would never would be doing community theater in Baltimore or something like you would never see them on screen. And so you just have these like kind of fringy spots where like an actor can do this, but he definitely can't do this, this or this. And then you kind of have to have him do that because you know, the the movie dictates it or the show dictates it or whatever, but I'm enjoying the show a lot. And I think it's, I mean, it's right up my alley just on like concept and and I I think it's it looks great. It and it's got somewhere to go. Um, I'm but I'm I'm not binging it hard like I thought I might have 
from the trailer. I thought that trailer was great. And yeah, it's very, it's a very easy to watch. It's a, it's easy watch. And I mean that in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I did not know this existed until right this moment. I somehow completely off my pop culture radar. Parker Posey's in this. What? This is yeah baffling to me. The, the weird thing about it though, this time around, Richard is that, Matt LeBlanc's not there, but Ed is. Ed plays the Matt LeBlanc <laughs> okay. character. So cool. it's, just, it's very cool. meta that way. Good. That is cool. His two, <laughs> his two worlds collage. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Good good stuff. What's your recommend, Brian? I was going to recommend a movie that I watched on Amazon uh, a couple of, of, I don't know, like a month ago, and, and it's no longer available on Amazon Prime, so I'm not going to recommend that anymore. I'm going to recommend... Another movie that just popped up on Amazon Prime recently that we reviewed a couple of years ago that uh, but is is due for a due for a rewatch if it's been a few years for you. It's uh, Inside Lewin Davis is on is on Amazon now. And I, I rewatched that recently and thoroughly enjoyed it, as I do all Coen Brothers movies. I love I love that soundtrack so much. Uh, that's one of my go to background. I'm, I'm writing or, or I'm trying to get some work done. Uh, I put that on the on the old record player, and I love that. But the movie itself is is so good and is just um, delightfully dry. Like even for the Coen Brothers, I feel like it is it's kind of uh, a dry and dark humor that that really drives it and and uh, is very very good. So if you haven't seen Inside Lewin Davis, it's it's on Amazon Prime. And if you have seen it, uh, maybe it's been a few years. It's it's uh, it's time for a revisit. I think. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's one I revisit often. I've, I find myself revisiting that one more than some of their, maybe their more prominent uh, movies, just because um, sure. I'm still trying to kind of figure out what they're doing there, but that's uh, that's for a good reason. I love, love the rewatchability of their movies, and uh, that's a good good recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend a movie. It's due for a re- rewatch as well, I believe. It was just added to Netflix within the last week or two. I watched it about two weeks ago and uh, forgotten how much I enjoyed it and what a what a good tight script it is and funny original movie. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall uh, is on Netflix. Sure. Really enjoy that that movie and um, underappreciated. I, I know it's a, become kind of a classic, but um, when you think of Jonah Hill, you don't really think of that uh, <laughs> really. But uh, Jonah Hill is, is spectacular in, in it, and Jason Segel. I don't know what he's been up to in the past few years, but uh, you know he did that David Foster Wallace thing and kind of fell off. I don't know what he's what he's up to. Probably going to do something great here soon. But very talented <laughs> comedian, and uh, the whole thing with the, him writing the Broadway play about the about the vampire. Yes, my favorite the, the, way point, they, yeah. the way they work that throughout the movie, and that's kind of his whole motivation in life. And they worked out with the music and the Russell Brand character and his rock star and losing the girl and going to the resort. And Mila Kunis is bearable. And it's all all these things working in its favor <laughs> that uh, that make it a really charming, fun movie. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall sure. is definitely worth revisiting it if you haven't seen it uh, since it came out. Uh, classic and and one of definitely a movie I didn't think we'd be talking about in 10 years or whatever when it came out mm. i thought it was i thought it was funny but i didn't think it was a a classic mm. by any means or one we'd be still be relevant but definitely sure. worth your time 
That's my that's funny. The end of the tour was the movie that I was gonna recommend today. Like, oh the, really? The Jason Siegel. That's yeah, funny. but it's not it's not on Prime anymore. I I haven't revisited Sarah Marshall in a while. I may need to do that. Get Him to the Greek is a movie that I hated the first time. I don't know what it was. I hated it so much. And then the second time, I was like, I don't know why I rewatched it, but I did. And I was like, yeah, this is funnier than I remembered. And I don't know, like third, fourth time, I I love that movie. That's a go-to comedy for me. And I love, that's the only time to me that that uh, Russell Brand is used effectively, I think, is is in that uh, that character. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen Getting Sarah Marsh in a long time. I may need to go it's back. funny moment in forgetting sarah marshall i always forget about where they make where russell brand has to wear the like tommy bahama shirt to the dinner yeah it's <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> that's a good uh that's a good bit but yeah super fun on the rewatch uh richard what's your recommend yeah um i'm just gonna rec- oh also remember siegel was in that charlie mcdowell movie last year the netflix one um oh yeah never it's saw kind that. of a weird thing for him that uh, the sci-fi one i can i think it was your weekly recommend one what week. was it uh, the Discovery, hmm. Rooney Mara, maybe wasn't that one of yours? I thought so. Maybe anyway. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna recommend a book. Uh, it's a uh, it's a kind of a travel log, uh, just a fun little easy read. Uh, it's called Vacation Land: True Story from Painful Beaches um, by John Hodgman, and uh, read that the last week or so, and, and really enjoyed it. Found it funny. He's kind of hit or miss for me, but. Uh, I actually happened to pick this up in a little independent bookstore here in Dallas and it saw that he had snuck in there and signed it. So I was like, well, I'll oh, buy it. Cool. And then I, and then I uh, read it. So I enjoyed it. So I'm going to start doing that. Just signing other people's yeah. books. Yeah. That's what I do perpetually. I just yeah, go into half price books and sign a lot of them. I've been kicked out a bunch of check times. Check out so. Interbang here in Dallas. Really Whoa, cool. Indie bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Interbang books. And it's all old. I found out when I went in there, it's all old Borders people's. Oh, nice. To, not know, but have to email with and stuff. But it's a cool little <laughs> independent bookshop. But we should maybe do a remote there or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, I uh, I totally. It was amazing that you. That's how you got your taboo uh, biography autographed. <laughs> I mean, you would have, you would have to I wait mean, in five hour line to get that autograph normally. No, but, I had to buy front row sit, seats to the oh. Black Eyed Peas here at American Airlines Center and dance until they respected me, and then I got my book signed for Brian. <laughs> I uh I have a sto- can I get, can I tell a quick taboo autobiography story an update if you <laughs> well, will? I'd prefer if you save it for our taboo podcast but okay <laughs> now that's fine. not about taboo uh, from the black eyed peas in parentheses um <laughs> not the game not the game yeah yeah not the game subtitle not the game. not the game not the game um <laughs> yeah <laughs> the reviews the ratings and reviews for that podcast not positive just in general it's it's a mixed bag if you will um. I had a meeting. So if you don't know the backstory, several years ago, <laughs> Richard brought me a copy of Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas autobiography. Memoir. Uh, memoir. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's, it's a memoir. And I keep it in my office. I work at a church. It is the only non-church like slash sports book that I have in my office. And I display it very prominently on the front of my shelf. <laughs> um, Isn't it called Falling Up? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, I think that's the name. <laughs> Big Michael Douglas fan. So, stupid, yeah. on it. so I've had this for years because it was, oh, it was, yeah. you stole it from Borders, right? When Borders. No, how dare ended. you? No, I, I spent 50 cents on it when Borders just went out of business in 2011. 
I oh, it's it. called so, Fallen Up. Sorry, not Falling uh, Up. Yeah. <laughs> Fall, falling yeah. Up. Yeah. So I leave it in my office, and a lot of times my office gets cluttered with you know T-shirts and sports balls and such. And but I had a meeting with my my rep from the company that I work with, who came in from like the, the corporate office last week. So I cleaned out my office, and uh, you know got it all nice so that these other gentlemen could sit in there and we could have a, a very official business meeting. And at some point in the meeting, I ca- <laughs> I just caught my reps. I like kind of wandering over towards my shelf and he he was just staring directly at this the only book that I have displayed I kind of forgot about it and it's just fallen up by Taboo from the black eyed peas and he like I didn't say anything and then like a couple minutes later I noticed he was, I I bet five times in the course of my meeting I saw him like kind of look up like trying to to you could just tell his his brain was like is that is that an autobiography a memoir by from taboo from the black eye beat he yeah. just kept his i kept wandering over there and i was like mission accomplished this is exactly what i've been going for all these years <laughs> gotta keep it on the positive man keep it on the positive <laughs> he's from the matrix dude <laughs> wow taboo all right uh this has been a spectacular conversation listen to our spinoff podcast mad about taboo of the Black Eyed Peas and parentheses <laughs> in our VIP feed later. Uh, you'll enjoy that. But speaking of <laughs> VIPs, we, uh, we were talking Bull Durham in the VIP this week. If you like mm, Bull Durham hot. as a movie and baseball, we talk, we talk about Bull Durham, but also about how baseball can improve as a sport, too. So that's a fun <laughs> conversation we did have. And for those baseball nerds out there, we break it all down. Really, I can feel it. Yeah. So, uh, Check out the VIP, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Tim is one of our great VIPs, and I'm sure he's gotten every penny's worth of that experience. Haven't you, Tim? You can bounce <laughs> oh, that, yes. right? Every pen, every single cent has been used for the enjoyment of our Vipers. So uh, enjoy your satin, and uh, we will see you there in the VIP. But uh, next week, we are discussing what, Brian? Uh, next next week is our on? movie draft. Can't tell. Oh, that's Next right. Next week is our summer movie that's draft. Right. So get ready. You get for excited that. for that, and uh, a a little you episode. Pay your bet too. Yeah, man. a little episode is going to drop uh, prior to that on on Grown Ups Two, which I will nice. be doing. I'm doing that yeah. as a, a retribution. Yes, uh, I I, you know, I I said it would drop before the next movie draft, and it's literally going to drop the second before the next movie draft. So <laughs> I'm waiting till the last possible second. Um, because uh, that's what you do when you have to watch Adam Sandler. You put it off as long as you can. It's going to be a good time next week. And uh, we will see you then at the cinema. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.